1001 Books, the podcast where we read the 1001 books the experts say you're supposed to read before you die and decide if they're really worth your time. I'm Nicole, a lover of Harry Potter and any book with any time travel in it. And I'm Chelsea, also a lover of Harry Potter and any good fantasy book with a strong female lead. And I'm Jeremy, also a lover of uh, Harry Potter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guest here today. Excellent. So join in, everyone. All right, our first guest episode. This is we're one of our, our 2019 goals, so we're the, uh, on point. Uh, it's, it's an honor, <laughs> I think. You're here for book 40. This yes. is a momentous it's, moment. It's an even number, you know. So it's all good things. <laughs> before we get into that, we're going to talk about what we're reading now. Yes. So, Nicole, what are you reading now? Um, I just fin- finished Lethal White by Robert Galbraith i.e. jk rowling mm-hmm. which i never ever read true crime or not true crime crime mm-hmm. um ever but this i read these ones because it's jk rowling and it was really good it was like 600 pages though super long oh well, that I, is long i kind of like her books because they're not so lame or so easy it's like a cozy mystery where there's no danger but they're also i feel like more agatha christie mm-hmm. where it's like oh there's all these details and i'm trying to put the puzzle together so it was good nice what about you I um, just finished The Circle by Dave Eggers, um, and I, it was meh. I liked it up until about 85%. It's about kind of like a dystopian society, but it's very similar to our society now where there's a lot of technology and everyone's kind of in this like circle, which is like a super fancy Facebook where it's amalgamating everything that you do into this database. It's a social network. Um and it just, it was good, good, good. And then it kind of fell flat. So, um, yeah, it was definitely like a two-star read for me. Jeremy, we know. Myself, yes. <laughs> we know that you are not a big reader. But no. what do you, what have you been enjoying watching lately? Uh, True Detective season three. Uh, I really enjoyed the first season. Not so much the second one. This season's kind of a uh, throwback to the first one in some ways. Uh, yeah. Many ways, actually. But really good. Uh, yeah, it's been really great. I really wish I would have uh, started it after it had all concluded instead of having to wait week to week uh, to see new episodes. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I you want to be a binge watcher? I just want to spend like nine hours watching <laughs> one thing all yeah. at once. Yeah. Um, I think that's also the case when I read a lot or when I read. <laughs> I just kind of get it over with as quick as I can. Not, not. I didn't mean that in like a negative way. So it's, it's not not yeah. enjoyable, or you like you want to enjoy it really intensely for nine hours well, and mean, then if, be done. Like if it's something enjoy good, it. I want to keep reading. Not like, well, I have to go to bed tonight so I can go to work in the morning and continue reading this eighteen hours later. So you want to binge read yeah. like you binge watch. Yeah. So you should join us in our next twenty four and forty eight reading marathon. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that is. The I was there. You were kind there. Of. I mean, you didn't <laughs> you read any reading. words, <laughs> but you were present. I was eating food. And well, <laughs> we thought of some uh, questions champagne. for you. <laughs> you did help us with the champagne. Yeah. yeah. About yourself as a reader. Yes. So. Reader. Our first question was, how many books do you think you read in a year? Does City of Bellevue land use code count? No. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, in that case, it's like one or two. All right. I would say. Um. I think I think part of that is my job includes a ton of reading and it's not even like entertaining reading at all. It's just like, let's find this interpretation of this code in this 
Huge document. Right. So then the last thing you want to do when yeah. you get home is, yeah, That's that makes right. sense. Uh, when you do read, what do you reach for? Like fiction, nonfiction, uh, poetry, probably, right? Yeah. <laughs> Such a poetry guy. Just, <laughs> just the most like free poetry ever. <laughs> no, actually, it's uh, I like nonfiction a lot, but a lot of those stories aren't that captivating, mm-hmm. I guess. Like I like bi- biographies and that type of thing, but you know, it's, uh, sometimes they're they're too long and drawn out and, and dry. dry, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if there's like something good, it's fiction. I'll read it. I don't not into stuff that's like too crazily uh, fantasy or science fiction, but I don't know. Yeah. Did you I find uh, a lot read of stuff. like Jurassic Park and stuff like that? Ever? Yeah. Yeah. Long ago, when I was in like elementary school. So I don't even know if I got that much out of it. I only know half movies. Yeah, I'd already <laughs> seen seen all the movies. And yeah. I tried to watch the Star Wars or read Star Wars books. Those were probably terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to be really deep in the lore, right? Yeah. To want to read those. Or you kind of have to like start at the beginning and just go. Because I think I was looking at them as saying like, oh, this is going to be a, just like the movie. And it's like some other thing completely unrelated to that. Right. It's a much bigger yeah. universe yeah. in the books. Yeah. 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 So how about this book? Eh? <laughs> we have to introduce have, it first. Yeah. Chelsea, why don't you tell us about Okay. 40. So our book this week is Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger, and it was written and published in 1945, um, and it is about 215 pages long. All right, so Mm. if we had to describe this book in one word, what would we say? Jeremy? (laughs) Phony. Chelsea? I said disillusioned. And I said voice. Um, To sum up this book in one sentence, a quick plot, we would say... Holden Caulfield contemplates what it means to be young and alive in the aftermath of being expelled (laughs) and phony (laughs) in the aftermath of being expelled from school. Yeah. I think that actually fits. Uh, Phony there? Yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. Well, don't give spoilers. Hang on. So now we're going to go into spoilers. So if you have not read Earmuffs, Catcher in the Rye, Rye, you can tune out and look at the times in the show notes and rejoin us after um, where we'll be talking about our 40 books we've read so far and whether they belong on the list after some time away from them. But um, now we're going to move into those spoilers with Jeremy today. Yes. And what's crazy about doing this book for the podcast is this is a book that like 90% of Americans read or Mm -hmm. were supposed to read in In like 10th grade, right? And so not only is it why is it a book we're supposed to read before we die, but also why do we think this is the thing that teenagers still need to read more than 70 years later? Uh, Did you read it in high school? I didn't watch read it in high school. Oh. Which doesn't mean it wasn't assigned. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure, (laughs) true fact. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't assigned. So we had like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird and Last of the Mohegans and other such books. Were you in AP class though? No. That could be the But 10th grade was, it was just honors English. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if the other classes read it. I think in 10th grade we had Animal House. Animal Farm. Animal Farm. Farm. We read that in 7th grade. 7th grade. Uh, Yeah. Maybe I did too. No, no. I think <laughs> I think we read it early because we were in the like honors, yeah. whatever. Ugh. So you never read. Ugh. We were in I fancy know. classes. So it's totally changed our lives. Obviously, uh, yeah. we're very successful people. But why did, did, really did you out. read it by choice then? <laughs> yes. Wow. So you just picked it up in college? Uh, yeah, I was in college. Uh, I was at Target with my mom, and uh, I was like, oh, I heard it. I know this book. 
I'm going to buy it and read it. And she had some, because she knew it because she was, when it came out, that was her like uh, middle school and high school days. So there was some word that she used to describe it, which she might have just made up. Um, I don't remember what it was. For some reason, I thought it was, it was mo- com- I thought it was mauve, but it, it wasn't. Mod? Mauve. Modeling, maybe? Mauve. Uh, mauve, mauve, like the color mauve. Yeah, <laughs> it probably wasn't that. It might have been mod or mauve. Yeah. maybe. I asked. I was like, "What does that mean?" Because she uses lots of weird words to describe things that nobody <laughs> uses anymore. And she's like, "Oh, it's uh, vulgar and profane and sexual." And, you know. So and you're like, like, "Great, yeah, I gotta read this." this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's a great way to sell a book to a teenager. Right that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so. What is the extended plot of this book before we get into talking about it? Yeah. Life. <laughs> so Life. Holden Caulfield is like a teenager from a privileged background and he's in a private school and he's just been expelled. Basically, like he's smart enough to be there, but he does is not trying because he feels that just everyone is really phony and fake and that um, all the people really they suck even but he also like loves them like he's very t- like I feel like it's he's very much like a teenager trying on different personalities and it's kind of all against the backdrop that his younger brother just died mm-hmm. which yes. is definitely something that I didn't remember from my high school reading because I think all of this book is really about grief because um, that death but, wasn't it didn't happen during the time frame of the book. Right. It it's like, it's like it in just, re- just recently, you yeah. know, her, his brother died. And so he's like, come back to Manhattan, but his parents don't know he's been kicked out of school yet. And he's like seeing old friends and, yeah. and feeling like calling, a little lost. Calling up women. Yeah. Calling yeah. up women, <laughs> drinking know. constantly so much. Seeing his old, younger sister. Cause he's, she's the only one he really feels like a connection to yeah. his family. Yeah. Seeing prostitutes, but then admitting that he's a virgin and not yeah. sitting with them. Um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So I said, uh, voice was my one word description. Cause the minute I picked this book up this time, it was like, oh yeah. Like the, his, the narrator, yes. his, his narration is extremely recognizable. And there was lines in the book that I feel like are very much still in our pop culture and are quoted in other mm-hmm. stuff. Um, that, um, and so if anything works, works about this book that makes it memorable is that more than probably more than anything else we've read for the podcast, it's, um, it's like this, he feels like a, a person with a voice versus yes. a character. Yeah. Yeah. So when I had originally read it, that was kind of my, my main takeaway was it, it's like, oh, it's like somebody's sitting here talking to me, telling the story. God, <laughs> that's why you liked this book. <laughs> Listeners, just a heads up. Jeremy really loves I long, can, can rambling story. stories. And so this now that's makes sense what this book to me. Yeah, yes. that's what this book is. It's a long, <laughs> rambling story. It's very interesting because I... We'll maybe get into it. I don't know, but I found the audiobook for this, which it's like not out there. Um, it's been recorded twice once in I think 68, maybe 71, or and then later in like 1992, I think. which is because the author didn't want it to exactly. be out in yeah. audiobook for whatever um, reason. But they're only, I have a theory on that, but <laughs> the only uh, way that those recordings were in circulation was for, uh, like libraries for people who couldn't oh like nec- blind people yeah mm-hmm. people who couldn't necessarily read yeah um, yeah so the voice of it really stood out in the audiobook form um especially with the the gentleman that was the uh narrator or holden yeah. whatever yeah. you call it holden um it was an older guy 
the oh yeah the actual the reader the yeah, yeah 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 so i think my impression of it was just like say you're on a bus and it's a really long bus ride and the guy beside you starts talking and starts telling your story and you don't necessarily want to hear it but <laughs> you're stuck there so you're gonna listen and that what i got from it was it was basically just like old man caulfield sitting beside me on the bus telling his life story so completely yeah. different experience yeah. of the first time yeah <laughs> i feel like the reader definitely should have been a younger person because it's it's very much a teenage book like that's yeah. a big part of it i would say <laughs> the narrating voice of the book is probably in like his 30s maybe late 20s not like the 70 year old guy that i had yeah um, yeah but it was definitely a different experience it made it different for you it that's yeah nice. yeah yeah that's interesting i said disillusioned is my word um because i think that in the novel Holden thinks that he's just like disillusioned with everything that's going around on him. Like that's how he's perceiving everything that's going around. And it really is that he just doesn't have a sense of self yet. Um, but the way he's internalizing that is like this disillusionment, like everybody's phony and uh, nobody's really like everybody's kind of playing their roles, but he just hasn't really developed that sense of self yet. Yeah. I think you can most see that in that he's, really his older brother is like never in the book but he's talked about and mm-hmm. he's really mad at his older brother who used to write really great short stories but now has gone to Hollywood and is like making a living as a screenwriter and she's like that's just an adult thing you translate your teenage yeah. passion into something that you can get paid at hopefully right like that's like, that's like pretty close to the dream right that you can do that and I know it is for me <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like the fact that he thinks that's really fake is yeah. just like oh you're that's a sign like of his immaturity mm-hmm. more than anything else um yeah yeah and i know you chose phony because it's on the nose but why else did you choose that one uh i think throughout the book holden kind of realizes that he himself is in fact a phony maybe i don't know Uh, yeah (laughs) it was just extremely prevalent Mm -hmm. in the yeah in the book yeah as well as uh that other goddamn word oh goddamn that was the other thing that he said. He says that a lot, yeah. All the yeah. time. Yeah. There's, I feel like probably like in the 60s, this was put on like high school curriculum because I was like, oh yeah, teens are going to like this. There's like drinking and sex and swearing in it. We'll the, totally be able to connect with younger people. The yeah. F word. <laughs> yeah. The F word, oh God. Yeah. And so that shows <laughs> up near the end. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know if that still holds. Well, and it's interesting because <laughs> your parents, Jeremy, are older. So your mom, she, like when she was saying it's Ooh. like profane. Yeah. yeah. Like that totally was like the perception of it when it was coming out. Is it this, and like reading it now, I'm like, eh, teen books do shit like this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, people still talked like that then. It just wasn't written or like acknowledged. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like this um, book was like banned when a it like lot. censored and seven and the author is became like he only ever wrote this book and like became like a recluse. It in is. fact, I just read that they're about to publish the second one, a bunch of his like writings posthumously um, for the first his, time. The, his the, his son said his dead his dead his dead dad. Well, his, you his know, dad. <laughs> while he continued to write for the next thirty years, he just never tried to get it published. So there's like works yeah. and works that have never been published. That they're yeah, gonna so they're gonna come out, which is pretty cool. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, what else do we want to talk about with this one? The um, cover. 
<laughs> I mean, it has a very two. I you and I both brought different copies, and they both have like iconic mm-hmm. covers that is very recognizable cover. Yeah, I have the cover that has the carousel horses on it. Yeah, um, which obviously the carousel is kind of a pivotal scene in the book. Um, well, one of them with his with his sister. With his sister. Yeah, um, and so it just has the car- carousel horses in it, and then a drawing of Central Park, which is another thing that's talked a lot about in the book. So. Yeah. Well, maybe let's talk about the name. So there's like a scene. Oh, yeah. The only thing I remembered from this book before we were reading it was that the title comes from him being like, "I'm all the kids are just running in the rye and I want to catch them. Yeah. And like in the book, it's like he hears a kid singing a popular song about mm-hmm. being and he actually like the lyrics are wrong. What the, the lyrics and song are not catcher in the rye. It's something else similar. But he hears. But that's that. what he hears. And then it's like his dream basically is to like save to be the catcher innocence. in the rye. Yeah, save people, children's innocence. Because so I think yeah. it was only mentioned like only a handful of times in the whole book. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm trying to look for it, but I can't remember. Yeah, and I think it's like he wants, because he maybe like his innocence was stolen because his brother died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then it's like that, which I feel like it's that's a very raw like grief reaction, you know? And he's and not even aware he's having that reaction. Yeah. Like there's no cognizance of that being how he's actually feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like more than other books you have for the podcast, the title like makes sense and it's in the narrative actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was, so I guess my question is like, did you guys like it on this reread? No. Did, uh, well, yours was the narrator. <laughs> Mine was a lot different. Yeah. Because, um, because the narrator. Do you, think like if the, you yeah. just, do you think if you had just read it, you would have still liked it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, it's the same book. I remember. But you're a different person than when you read it the first time. Ooh. That's the thing. <laughs> That's what being a reader is, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I would have still liked it. I think it's a book where the voice of it really uh, kind of takes hold while you're reading it. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't really happen when you're listening to the audiobook. So that voice is kind of thrown at you and uh, you get your own little perception of what's going on from that. You're not building it on your own like you would if you yeah. were reading it. So I'm like, oh, it's like if you're reading it, like, oh, this is someone I just met. Tell me their story. It's this person that I can relate to, mm-hmm. yeah. not like old man Caulfield on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Life lesson in how the narration can really affect yeah. your viewpoint. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked I liked it better than I liked it in high school um, because I remember not liking it all in high school. I didn't love it I still felt like it's I felt it still felt like it talked more to like the teenage boy experience than like than something that was relatable to me it also made me think of though something I've read since high school um it it made me think of uh Perks of Being a Wallflower a little bit Uh, I've never read that um in that that's another story about kind of a a boy who has like a lot of pro- he's processing a lot of trauma that he's not really aware of um and i was wondering now that i've read this i was like i wonder if that was an inspiration this book was an inspiration for that book as well yeah i think i liked it a lot more than i remembered liking in high school because i think i was well one i feel i realized that i was think i was actually when i was thinking about it, i was actually remembering the book the outsiders which i oh, read like in yeah. my 20s um totally mixing up the plots of the two that was one assigned to me in school. Okay. Did you read that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a. Uh... That was when I read it, like when I was like twenty five, and, and I think I was too old for it. Like yeah. you'd have to be a teenager to really like it. So the thing about 
me reading books in school uh, other than I didn't often do it. But the reason why it never really worked out was kind of because I like to binge read things. And in school, it's more like, you're going to be tested on this part of the book. Like these yeah, chapters. read these oh, chapters. Oh, I hated like, that. I yeah. always read the whole thing yeah. anyway. Yeah, I did too. Maybe I should have done that. You should have just taken our approach. <laughs> One way or the other, right? All of it or none <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know if you guys tell me or not. I had terrible, terrible study habits. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, so I, yeah, I really liked it. And I... I don't remember ever talking about like the grief part of the book in high school. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what makes the book good is that I feel like it is a good read on like handling grief and not knowing handle how to handle it and not having anyone to talk to about it and not, you know, like not acknowledging it to yourself that that's what's happening. Um, I also think that something that I didn't remember from this story um, was how much like Holden's kind of self-sabotaging him like himself in the novel Mm -hmm. and how he uh is almost scared i mean like that scared to try because it's easier to say things are phony or like yeah um be disillusioned with what's going on kind of stuff and so i don't remember talking about that either uh, as an aspect which i felt like i would have related to as a teenager i don't remember that being a part of our conversations i remember having to talk about the symbolism of stupid things like the red hat yeah, <laughs> which I'm never into symbolism. That so. hat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hate. Yeah. Symbolism. Yeah. Having to dissect the books on that level can really ruin them. Yeah. <laughs> but do I? And so the second question is like, do do we think that this is a book that high school students should have to read now? And I would say no. I would say because no. I think that it's I think it's a good book and I really liked reading it. But the like this is still fundamentally about an upper class white kid in a world that does not exist anymore and never existed for many mm-hmm. American teenagers. Yeah. I also yeah. think that YA literature has evolved a lot in the last 20 years. Um, and there's a lot of stories that have better voice that's more um, diverse and more accessible and really kind of speaks to people coming from multiple places um, that wasn't, Right. In the 40s and wasn't even in the 90s and early 2000s, like when we would have been in school. Um, and it's just here now, like The Hate You Give and like books like that. Yeah. That and maybe this book has already been cut. Like, from, yeah. you know, we haven't been in high school in 12 years. So, so I think, yeah, that, we're old. <laughs> I think we're old. it had a lot of value, but I don't think it necessarily is something that still needs to be valued. I think it's run its course. A I think bit. it's run its course for being a assigned high school reading. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means it's a book yeah. you should read. Like, does that mean it's, you don't think it's a book you should read before you die? I think though, to me, those are like two separate things. Yeah. <laughs> I think stylistically, it's something that, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily put it in a mandatory, like high school read, but it'd be, uh, definitely on a list of, Look at this. It was innovative and a big deal and banned because of this. It's a And we do I mean a snapshot of a period in time. Yeah, you know, of a culture. We do known use as a that. photograph. <laughs> uh, I have a side story on that, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, on the word photograph. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let, me, let me tell you. Okay. I might cut it, but tell us. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I went to the Tulsa Museum and the lady comes by, like older, I think it was a grandma. She's like, Oh, do you have a camera? Like you know, take a picture, like, you know, capture a moment in time. I'm like, what? I know what a picture is. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's 1842. I've, what I've, is a photograph? I've never had anybody, like, at, feel the need to describe what a photograph <laughs> was. 
<laughs> in any situation. That's pretty funny. <laughs> now back to your previous point. It's a photograph. It's oh. a it's a moment of time. Yeah. The book captures a moment in time. I Thanks, mean, lady at the one moment museum. in time. Yeah. We have. I said keep pointing things, but this is audio. This is an audio <laughs> medium. It's not. It's not your. Phone. I know. Normally, you're on that public access yeah. television show. Your friends, so yeah. you just get to use your hands. But yeah. it's a little um, different. <laughs> We have put books on the list because we felt like they were foundational or that they did that voice or something really well. Something so that is something that does keep them relevant, even if their story isn't necessary for everyone to read for like high school. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Oh, we have to recommend it to people. Oh, yeah. So if you were recommend Jeremy, if you were recommending this a book, what kind of reader do you think would like it? Ooh audiobook or the, no, regular no, 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 print the form. Book. regular print we can go uh, ahead and say we don't recommend <laughs> we don't, the audiobook we don't recommend the audiobook it's not good maybe the newer audiobook i haven't heard it i heard <laughs> the old one it, we'll just it say rough. no <laughs> we'll just say no hard no on that okay <laughs> okay um type of reader maybe somebody who uh isn't always that into reading and is looking for something a little different with a different voice uh to maybe catch themselves as a reader yeah, yeah that's good I, I would say younger yeah and i think i would say if you this is a book you like skipped out on high and high school and didn't read yeah. even though you're supposed it's to i think it's reading. worth like going back to it as an adult okay so Agreed. we need to say in unison are you excited to be in unison with us yes <laughs> silence together. <laughs> um whether or not we think that this book belongs on the list of books that people should read before they die oh god i haven't made a choice on the count of three. Oh god okay one wait, 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 wait. oh yeah we can do the wait, real wait. drum roll oh oh drum roll yeah yeah Give me a second. jeremy oh, plays the drums in case people didn't yeah, know so <laughs> this is i'm actually sitting at a drum set <laughs> <laughs> oh. we record in the band room it's fine one two three yes, yes. All right. Oh, look at that consensus. <laughs> I thought for sure Jeremy wasn't going to answer, so then I didn't say anything. <laughs> Just nobody answers at all. Just undecided. <laughs> I think that um, it is a good teenage voice, um, and I think that it's foundational in like YA literature because I don't think that there was a real YA literature like ideal even though he J, um, jd, JD salinger did write this for adults but it spoke to teens yeah um and so i think that that um why literature is really important and really does great things for kids and gives them a place to hear their voice and i think that recognizing a book that was one of the forefronts of that is really important yeah i think totally because of the how the voice like how recognizable and unique the voice is i think that puts yeah. it on the list why do you think it belongs on the list it's an easy read. That's not well, well, a reason. It's accessible. Maybe what he means is it's accessible. Yes. <laughs> accessible. It's easy for somebody that may not be the experienced True. Yeah. reader to get into and get something out of and really enjoy. All right. You had a point. I'm sorry. I mocked you. <laughs> yeah, you better be. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we clarified that Jeremy's my fiance that we reference all the time on the show. <laughs> You're a regular listener. Yeah, I'm, I'm just that. around all the time. So. Yeah, setting up our equipment, They're making us dinner. Now. Yeah, we let you talk now. <laughs> yeah, thoroughly regretting. I it. mean, it's a very special to get to be our first guest That's forever. A big deal. You'll be noted. Yeah. yeah. 
Unless well, you guys like delete the episode and try it again after I <laughs> and shame. go upstairs. Um, well, this is where we see our first guest out. Yes. Because we're going to move on to our 40 no, list. I'm Any uh, final thoughts? Or you you want to participate in our, in our review? Okay, okay you're going to stay. He hasn't read any of these other books, okay. just so you know. Uh, so, yeah, so please uh, don't I've count his he- I've heard about him, though. That's uh, true. <laughs> so, yeah. just so you know, as a reminder, we put in listeners that we were going to review our decisions every 20 books. And this is because sometimes, you know, we read a book and we're like, yeah, this is so great. And then we never, ever think about it again. Yeah. And a book that doesn't stick with you isn't a book you should read before you die. Or we might write off a book and then be like, oh, man, we've been thinking about it a lot. Like that happened with Reasons to Live in the first And I 20. still think about Reasons to Live. I think that one's going to stay on the list. So I'm really glad that we did this process. So we're going to go through the last 20 books. We're going to say whether we put them on the list or not. And, and then, then and whether then we're at, changing our mind. And then at the, oh, and then at the end, we're each gonna say our current top three and bottom three oh. um, out of all forty books that we've read so far. This is so hard. It's momentous, Jeremy. Be happy yeah. to be here for this. So okay, so I will read out the books. Okay. So book twenty. Oh, question: Do we want to go back to like book fifteen? Because when we did yeah, the, when yeah, we did yeah. the review, those were all really recent. Okay, book fifteen was A World for Julius by Alfredo Bryce and Ench- Janike which we did not put on the nope. list. And I would say that book still sucks. So I let's never not have thought about that book again. Um, book 16, If This is a Man by Primo Le- Levi. Um, we put it on the list, both of us. I'm going to... I hate to say this because I love me a good Holocaust book, but I don't think I've thought about it since. Okay, we'll change your... I'm going to keep my vote as a yes because I still love that this is like a very recent after the Holocaust published account. I mean, we'll come back to it after 100, so I'm going to leave it for now. You're going to leave it for now. Okay, so we'll leave that as a yes. I just feel like I want to note that I haven't thought about this book the way I've thought about other books. Okay. Book 17, The Witness by Juan Jose Sayer. Um, we 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 put this on the list, both of us. To me, this is... Uh, I take. I would take this off. I'm leaving it. You're leaving it? Okay. Because I'm taking it off because uh, I haven't thought about it at all. And, well, I mean, maybe we've mentioned it a little we bit see, in other we have. episodes. That's why I'm leaving it on. Well, you're right. I'm going to leave it <laughs> Because we ha- we, I do think of it when we're reading other yeah. books of the podcast. Okay, book 18 waiting for the light waiting for the dark waiting for the light we put it on the list this book i'm taking i love it this off. book more the time goes by really you do yeah we talk uh, about it all the time true we reference this book in okay. every podcast fine <laughs> i'm leaving it on the list uh, i did not like it though i would like to clarify i still didn't I, like yeah, it <laughs> i like it a lot more thinking about it now um book 19 the river between by Naguji wa Tiango. Mm-hmm. We, put, we put it on the list. I still think it's on the list. Agreed. <laughs> Book 20, Titus Groan. Boo. Boo. Terrible. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Book 21, The Gormengast. Boo. Still terrible. Boo. Uh, Book 22, The Tin Flute by Gabrielle Roy. We did not put the tin flute on the list. We liked it, but we didn't put it on the list. Uh, yeah, I still stand by that. It was a good book, but I just don't think it belongs on the list. Agreed. Oh, this is a mini-sode one. <laughs> Book 23, Indigo. 
Indigo. Indigo. <laughs> which I have to think about every time I say it now from that one mispronunciation several, gonna be an several in- months ago. An inside joke for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so this was a split vote originally. You said no and I said yes. I still think no. I still think yes. All right. Okay. We're standing by our wow. choices. See, we're getting more. We're better at the podcast. That's yeah. why. Um, book 24, The Talented Mr. Ripley by Patricia Highsmith. You said yes. I said no. I don't think it belongs on the list. No. I liked it. doesn't belong on the list. No. All right. Not memorable. No, that's the problem. You, you liked it at the time because of this. it was about sociopath. Yeah. I still <laughs> find that interesting, but... Book 25, Look Homeward Angel by Thomas Wolfe. <laughs> Terrible. No, thank you. I hope that effect was as gross as I meant it to be, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> that was Jeremy, not me. <laughs> uh, book 26, Solitude by Victor Catalia. Um, we both said yes. Hmm. This, I have not thought about this one, but I still feel like it was a woman author. <laughs> I I think I'm going to change this one to a no. For I me. think I'm going to change it to a no, too, because it hasn't come back up. Like, we haven't yeah. referenced it at all, and I haven't thought about it since. Like, it took me a second just now to be like, what one was Which that? Which one was that? Yeah. Okay, book 27, Down Second Avenue by Eskia Mafalehe. Mm-hmm. We both said yes. Again. Again, I haven't thought or of this one or references, even though I liked it when we read it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no on this one, too. Me, too. We got to be strict. We don't want our list to be 800 books long. And I think you know? there's something to say with the books that keep coming up that we keep referencing and talking about because they had more power. Yeah. Uh, book 28, The Postman Always Rings Twice by James M. Kane. We both said yes. Oh, wow. I thought I said no for this one. We said yes for this one because it was foundational in the genre. Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave it because I think it still think it is. I don't think we've had... Anything else in that Anything genre. else like that. Yeah. Um, in like, as like murder yeah. mystery type book, yeah. Uh, book 29, Mal the Second by Don DeLillo. You said yes, I said no. I say no. Oh, I was going to change my vote to yes. <laughs> I just, we just flip-flopped. Yeah, because I feel like I think about this one a lot about its premise of like, is art important in a world with terrorism? Uh, a lot when in other books and like the, what what is that what does literature mean in yeah, our i'm still world? taking it off <laughs> okay we'll reverse that one uh book 30 the house of seven of the seven gables uh we both said yes i think yes still yeah i remember being like this is this is actually a good hawthorne book yeah uh book 31 the last chronicle of barset um which we did not write the author on here <laughs> whoops um, anthony trollope Anthony Trollope, that's correct. Uh, we both said no. Again, another one we liked, though. We liked it, but it, it just not a book we yeah. Book 32, A Pale View of Hills by Kazuo Ishiguro. We both said no. Yeah, again, I, Nicole did not. I like hey. that book, and I really like that author, <laughs> but no. Yes. Um, book 33, The Mandarins. <laughs> Uh, we wrote no notes on because it's because it's when you were moving oh yeah uh looking at the list i think we both said no yeah i'm not changing that yeah leave that as a no uh book 34 the remains of the day by kazuo ishiguro we both said no yeah that one was terrible book 35 the elegance of the hedgehog by muriel barbary 
We both said yes. Yep. Still love that one. Book 36, Fear of Flying by Erica Jong. We both said yes. Still think that one's important too. Book 37, The Leopard um, by Giuseppe de Lampedusa. We both said no. Yep. Agreed. Book 38, Jealousy by Alain Robe Grillet. You said yes and I said no. I still think yes because I think it was a weird way of writing. Okay, I'm going to hold on to that no. <laughs> um, book 39, The God of Small Things by Arundhati Roy. We both said yes. Yep. And then today's book, Catching the Rye. We both said yes. Yay. Okay, so now we got to do our top three and our bottom, bottom three. three. Okay. All right, so now that we've gone through all of them, what are your current top three out of all 40 books? They could be books that we didn't even put on the list. We're yeah. just like by personal taste. Um, My top three that we've read so far are... They're not in order. I can't put them okay. in order. Um, I really liked The God of Small Things that we just finished. Um, I really like The Elegance of the Hedgehog and um, and Reasons to Live are my top three. Nice. Um, my top three are The Elegance of the Hedgehog. I'm gonna this time around. I'm gonna throw the Age of Innocence. Oh, I like that one. And surprisingly, I'm this time. I'm really thinking, waiting for the dark, waiting for the light. Oh, that's so funny because I took it off. Just having strong feelings about that book tonight. I bet our bottom three is the same. All right. Um, I mean, I can put these in order. I can put these in order too. Very bottom, Titus Grown. Yep. Next one up, the Gormenghast, and next one up, Look Homeward Angel. Yep. Those were all so bad. (laughs) And so long, right? Even like A World for Julius, which we really didn't like, doesn't touch how bad those three were. Because it just wasn't as long. Yeah. And <laughs> I and it was and it was long. It just wasn't as long. And I think, I feel like those could be our bottom three the whole time. And it's, I'd be happy if they were, because that means we didn't read any books as bad as them. It's really hard to push yourself through a 600-page novel that you hate. <laughs> yeah. It's not something we would ever do without the podcast. No. <laughs> so, well, uh, looking at our list, taking out the books that we um, took out because of after the this review we have 21 books on our list of books you read before you die uh let's see one two three four of those only one of us voted for that's not bad yeah. we're cutting the list in half yeah so far so good and it's interesting because i'm looking at the ones on the list from the first section and i wonder if we would keep them on like pierre and jean we gotta wait till 100 i know that's what we're gonna review them all that's a <laughs> that's intense um most of them i think i would um leave on but Pierre and Jean, I don't think I'd leave you, on. That, you're the only one who voted for that. So, And looking when we started doing the ratings at a 10, I gave it a zero and you gave it a two. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that deserves to be on our list. <laughs> so um, we hope you enjoyed this episode with our guest host. Yes. <laughs> guest host. And his enthusiasm. Okay, so before we move on, we need to draw our book for next yes. time. So, Drum roll, please. Our next book is... Port noise, part, port nose complaint. Port noise complaint. What do you think it's about, Jeremy? No, no idea. A man who complains. He's so literal. <laughs> I hope that it's about, I feel like it's like a book written in the <gasps> 1800s. And I hope it's about a guy. I mean, I know this, this is definitely not what it is, but ideally, I think it would be hilarious if it was about a guy who had syphilis. What? <laughs> That's his complaint. Ah. <laughs> his complaint is syphilis. <laughs> or maybe tuberculosis. Well, if you want more of this, <laughs> you can try and follow us on 
on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at 1001BooksPod or on Litzy at 1001BooksPodcast or email us at 1001BooksPodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, happy, happy reading! reading.